0: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and TJ Perry.
1: water starts in for the
0: miss, sets up Wiggins. Slot right, giddy open.
1: Snaps off an angle right three and drains it. to ching a Thunder money ball. Excellent effort by the Thunder on the backboards. What a season it's been for the young Thunder. There's the horn ending it. OKC 114, the Utah Jazz 98. 3-1, hammer.
0: I mean, blasted out of here. It leaves the stadium. Haley Lee gives the Sooners a one-zip lead on a ball that's headed towards another city. Wake up, Goldsby. That one might be in your backyard. Oh, baby, what a shot. Good. That's good. That's a good thing.
2: Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. It's Friday, everybody. It's Friday, everybody. It's Friday. April 7th, Toby and TJ with you. I'm in Waco today. This is the ref, the homo fans. OU baseball falls to Baylor here last night, ten to six. Game two tonight. Hopefully, forecast looks sketchy. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, pretty much a sixty to seventy percent chance of rain all day here in Waco. So we'll see if they get it in tonight or not. If not, at least now you can play two on Saturday. Jamie Hill and Mason Marriott, the starters, whenever game two takes place. OU softball. Maybe you heard hit. the highlight. What did I say? Uh, Jamie Hill. Oh, you know why I said that? Because I wrote on my sheet, Jamie Hill. <laughs> I went, Ackerman. <laughs> That's all right. I did it yesterday on whatever name that was. Oh, you softball 3 nothing shut out of Texas Tech with TJ Perry in attendance last night. Was the, was the crowd going crazy over you last night? Um, one person was, yes. You're the guy on the billboard.
3: Is that what they said? No, no uh one person saw my son my son was standing down on the railing i was sitting up in the seats he's standing down on the railing and my phone starts ringing in a second it's my kid calling me from his watch and i'm like what's he calling me for <laughs> and i look down and uh there's him, he's waving and uh doc standing next to him <laughs> Chuck B's dog. Doc down there. was excited you were in softball. There, uh, waving. Uh, <laughs> he got a That's Pizza awesome. Hut cookie last night and he was a happy man. Pizza Hut a, makes cookies? They make a big giant chocolate chip cookie, yeah, and he I had one. Yeah, he, I'm leaving I'm leaving the uh yard last night and he's like, uh, uh showing me his uh, g- g- giant cookie. That didn't sound right. Easy now. <laughs> so, anyway, Doc was happy I was there. He saw Bronx and there. They're calling me from down Not down a above. lot of hits. Only no. three hits each way last night. Yeah, it was but, a good, uh, great defense, good pitching, scary moment. Uh, oh, one of really? the outfielders for Texas Tech, man, she made a diving attempt and went head first into the wall. And, like, Ooh. you just saw her body, the, the angle we were sitting at, you could just see her neck and everything just kind of snap one way. And she was down for a long time, but walked off the field, they're kind of holding her shoulder, and then she had her hand up. Like, I'm wondering if it was a shoulder or collarbone situation, but it didn't look good initially. Like, uh, you weren't sure she was going to get up. So, But, yeah, great defense on, on both uh, for both teams last night.
2: Boy, I hope Braxton Douthat is okay.
3: Well, I was going to ask you, but you said you didn't want to talk baseball. But if Skip's listening, I was a little angry with you last night. So, But I said he might be hurt. I realized he got moved up a day. But I wanted him to go out there for one more inning, and then that inning happened the way that it did, and I said, why didn't you let him roll out there and push 100 pitches? So I hope he's okay. I, I hope he's okay.
2: The fact that he had a 4 nothing lead and had only thrown four, pitches, or four innings and yeah. he had only thrown 83 pitches, I would say is a pretty telling sign that he wasn't feeling great in some regard. I mean... Right, I mean, there—it's there had to yes, be a reason there. Yes, that's what I'm worried there. about.
3: And I was going to ask if you had heard anything, and I figured you didn't since it was so late last night, getting back and everything. But yeah, I hope he's okay. That's the
2: last thing they need right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. On. Okay, you know, he got himself he into some
3: trouble, but got out of them. And uh, yeah, like you said, he had he the wasn't shutout. He was
2: sharpest. He had given up one hit. He'd walked five guys, but he had given up one hit. So, oh boy. OSU wins last night, by the way, their first game at TCU, 7-6. Bedlam tennis, men's tennis, goes to the Sooners last night, 6-1 over Oklahoma State. Uh, Bottom of the hour, by the way, live guest K.J. Kindler going to join us on the show this morning. Her team, one week away from pursuing yet another national championship. We'll talk to the... uh, the head coach coming up at 7.35. All right, TJ, if you're ready now, it's time to read the news today. Oh, it's time for Toby's in the news. <laughs> Whoa, that was a little hot. Sorry about that. Um, it is time for in the news. Let's start with the Masters. Uh, round one in the books, three-way tie for the lead at seven under. Three different guys shot a 65 yesterday. Brooks Kepka, Victor Hovland, and John Rahm. Two of those guys are on the live tour. That had to make uh, the PGA guys mad. Five under for Jason Day and Cameron Young. A whole bunch at four under. Woodland, Scheffler, an amateur. Bennett, Burns, Lowry, Shoffley, and Scott. Tiger two over in his first round. He's got to get after it today uh, to make the cut. The Sooner, Abraham Answer shoots an even par 72. As for our picks, I had Max Homa, he's one under. TJ had Tony Fignow. He's at three under par. And who did uh who oh he tick he picked uh uh did he pick No, he picked Morikawa. Yes, yes. I don't know what Morikawa's at. Uh three under. Morikawa's at three. All all three of our guys doing pretty good. You and uh Tyler's doing a little bit better than my guy. Round two today, they uh, are already underway, actually, or they're supposed to be anyway, underway at 6.30 this morning, our time, because of the pending weather. Do you know if they got underway or not, Teach? Any idea? You're not paying attention, are you? Sorry, answer the phone, would you ask me? Supposed to be rain today, so I don't don't think we're going to get certainly all of the second round in, probably, if any of it today, but we shall see. Uh, So, anyway, the Masters underway, and uh, so far uh, the players kind of having their way with Augusta National. We've got a governor feuding with a mayor, Teej, and you're going to like this. You may become a fan of Connecticut all of a sudden. Yeah. The governor of Connecticut took a shot at the city of Houston after UConn won the national championship. Governor Ned Lamont... Who traveled to Houston. <laughs> sounds like a politician. <laughs> Ned. Do you know any Neds?
3: Uh, I can't say that I do. I don't, I don't believe either. I've ever uh, Is in that, my life.
2: What's that short for? That's got to be short for something. Is that a derivative of something? Um, Ned? I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever known a Ned in my life. Ned traveled to Houston and was on hand Monday night to watch UConn win its fifth national championship. And on the Chaz and A.J. show, he said, quote, by the way, Chaz and A.J., great show. What a show. Quote, after winning the semifinals, you walk around downtown Houston, which is butt ugly. Not much (laughs) there. (laughs) I love Ned. (laughs) Sylvester heard about this. That's the mayor of Houston's name, Sylvester Turner. He did not appreciate it. Suffering
4: What did that guy say?
2: He did not appreciate the governor, quote, throwing shade at his city after it went to the trouble to, quote, feed you, dine you, which is the same thing, host you, and house you. I'm pretty sure he paid for all those things, Sylvester. It's not like it was free, I would imagine. And you're going to go back and talk about butt ugly? End quote. <laughs> the governor of Connecticut, Ned, walked back his comments after he heard about upsetting Sylvester, Mayor Sylvester. Quote, we had a ball in Houston during our NCAA Final Four trip. The people there were incredibly gracious and welcoming for us, and the basketball game was pretty darn good as well. Hey,
3: Ned, you were telling it like it is, all right? Houston's a dump of a city,
2: Okay. The mayor, Sylvester, said, maybe the governor's looking at the wrong end of a beautiful horse, end quote. To which Ned replied, I guess I resemble that comment. I want to say, more importantly, that nothing compares to the beauty of that amazing basketball championship on Monday night. (laughs) Take that, Houston. Houston.
3: Oh, Ned and Sylvester. Someone on the text line saying it's short for Nedward. I don't think that's true. Is it a derivative of Edward? I If it is, I don't know that. I mean, it might be. I don't know.
2: Hmm. Nedward. Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> How could you know? How could you know? LSU is going to the White House after all, TJ, to uh, visit with President Biden after winning the Women's Basketball National Championship. Turns out Angel Reese does not speak for the entire athletic department, Teach Shocking. I think she thought she did. Angel Reese said, we're not going there. They invited Iowa, too. LSU spokesman Michael Bonnett said, uh, yeah, we're going to the White House. Uh, Let this be a lesson to everyone out there. If you ever get invited to the White House, Regardless of who the president of the United States is, whether you voted for them, whether you agree with them politically or not, go. You will never get another opportunity in your life in all likelihood. Uh, That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And don't speak for the rest of your team on something like that. Angel Reese is really bothering me, T.J. Really bothering me. Now she's going around on talk shows and all kinds of things, just, you know, doing all kinds. Of, I don't know. I can't take her anymore. I didn't know who she was. Now I can't take her anymore.
3: You were correct, Edward. That is a pet name for Edward, Edgar, Edmund, or Edwin. I wonder how that happened.
2: I don't know. Where's the income I how from? how that in slipped in know. there. Expecting a record weekend for Super Mario Brothers. You going to the movie this weekend, TJ? No, but I do want to see this. It does. I, I'm actually uh, for a family movie. It's one of those that I say, yeah, I, I could sit down and watch that. Yeah, Illumination and Universal's Nintendo video game adaptation, The Super Mario Brothers movie, is off to a rip-roaring start at the box office. It is now looking to score at least 141 million dollars in its five-day domestic debut over the long Easter holiday weekend. It opened on Wednesday with an impressive thirty-one point seven million on Wednesday. More bullish pundits say it could approach one hundred and fifty million dollars. Super Mario has every chance of becoming the first blockbuster of twenty twenty-three. Uh I was a big Mario Kart or I was a big Super Mario player, and still to this day love a good game of Mario Kart. So I have no problem taking the fam to this movie if they want to go.
3: Yeah, that, that came out this week, which I want to see. And uh, I believe Air came out on Wednesday as well, and I want to see that Oh, one yeah, too. definitely so, want to yeah. see that.
2: Uh, where are Mario and Luigi from? Do you know? Um, is it like a specific place that they made up that they are actually from? No, it's a specific actual place that I did not know until I'm reading the story. They are from Brooklyn.
3: Oh, Brooklyn Says, Plumbers. I think I knew that now that you're yeah. saying
2: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The animated comedic adventure follows Brooklyn Plumbers and brothers Mario and Luigi, played by Chris Pat- Pratt and Charlie Day. <laughs> Charlie Day's funny. As they are transported to the magical Mushroom Kingdom world and separated. The movie's voice cast also includes Ke- Keegan-Michael Key, Anya Taylor-Joy, Jack Black, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Well, that's the comedian I sent you that yeah. does the Chipotle yeah. bit. He's yeah, he's funny. Uh, ben Affleck's Air, meanwhile, is eyeing a five-day debut in the $16 million range. Ouch. Ouch. That's $16 million. I figured it would be pushing that for the number one movie of the week. It got $3.3 million on Wednesday in its opening. It's getting trounced by Mario interesting, interesting. That shows you how many people out there really don't like Michael Jordan. Mario Much. <laughs> much
3: it's why much our movie popular. theaters are shutting down.
2: And finally. And finally. A game of Monopoly has ended in a sword fight. Yeah, real sword fight. A samurai sword fight broke out in Brussels (laughs) when a game of Monopoly went wrong. The trouble reportedly started in the forest area of the Belgian capital. We're going to have to ask uh, Kim about this next time we have her on, TJ. Trouble reported around 5 a.m. on Sunday when residents became annoyed by four people playing Monopoly on the pavement outside their house. 5 a.m. What? <laughs> the man in the house came out brandishing a stick and got into an argument with the Monopoly players. Okay, so the owner of the house, the, the, the adult, comes out. He's got a stick in his hand, and he's telling the Monopoly guys, shut up, go to bed, it's 5 o'clock. Reports say then the resident's son came outside with a Japanese samurai sword in its holster. A scuffle ensued, the katana sword became exposed, and people got cut. The player tried to grab the sword, the holster became removed, the son tried to get it back, people got cut, There's blood all over the place, wow. the police were called. The Monopoly player was later discharged from the hospital, but the resident's son was said to be in a life-threatening condition. Both men were arrested. The area along the street where the game was being played, uh, which consisted of three men and a woman, was left stained with large patches of blood and scattered with Monopoly cards. I totally get it.
3: No different than every American living room that has ever had yep. uh, someone play Monopoly in it. Yeah.
2: I have never in my life... The, the only time I have ever seen my mother, my sweet mother, angry to the point her face was red, was over a Monopoly game. <laughs>
3: Don't believe her that. Her and my,
2: I could never see your mom angry at anything. Her and my cousin Cindy got in a fight <laughs> over a monopoly game <laughs> when I was a little kid. It was at Christmas in Anderson, Indiana. <laughs> it's still to this day, you remember it? Oh yeah, it was a big deal. The family was, you know, it, it, everybody in my family would remember to this day the fight that mom and Cindy got in. Argument, I should say. There weren't brandishing swords or anything. <laughs> <laughs> You've, nobody out there listening, you, me, nobody listening, has ever played a game of Monopoly that did not end in at least an argument. That is true. It is 100% true. It's not the brandishing of weapons. So, totally get it. And that's the news for this Friday, April the 7th. We'll take a timeout. More of the T-Row in the Morning Show live from Waco next.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Tell me and TJ back with you.
2: I got a heart like a truck.
0: Uh,
3: inspired by earlier conversations, you can listen to that on the podcast if you want by the way, you are one.
2: a genius, my man. Why is that I mean you were uh, uh, kung fu fighting <laughs> you had like thirty seconds to get that queued up. <laughs> well done. I had
3: longer because. As soon as you said the word samurai sword, I didn't know what the story was, but I started uh, pulling up kung fu fighting, so I had it ready to go. Nice, uh, that's like, just how my brain ah, works. How you not one multiple <laughs> <brain> macaronis
2: <laughs> at this point.
3: Black Thunder Roofing brings you that this ain't power. happening on the ticket, no. folks. No, it ain't happening on the ticket. Not at all. Mm-mm. You think Eddie Radosovich is coming up with that? I don't
2: think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Carrie Murdoch doesn't even know the price of eggs. No. You're coming up we with We
3: know the price of eggs. We know the price. Do we get that on the billboard? Uh, I don't know if they've changed it yet or not. All right. Put in that the request. Right. Black Thunder Roofing, top-rated home advisor, elite service award winner. They do it all. One-stop spot for all your contracting needs. Free estimates, free inspections. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. Air come. almost slipped there. The text line.
2: Hang on, I missed my cue. What's the name? Who sponsors this hour? Black Thunder Roofing. Yeah! (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Uh, TJ, Toby, good
3: Friday and have a happy Easter. Toby, I (laughs) I listened to the softball game while me and my daughter drove our female weenie dog, Gracie, to Salisaw to meet a lady to check our female. So by the time I got you on my app, the Sooners were winning four to nothing. All was good until I got home, and it all went downhill. Thanks, guys. Chris B.
2: (laughs) What what is this? What is this? What have you given us? Yeah. It was going great for a while. I was like, this is going to be easy tonight. Sooners are rolling, they're going to score 20 runs. And then the bullpen door opened.
3: I've learned to contain my emotions a little better over the years when it comes to baseball. I leave some of that to uh, the other yard birds, but I'm admitting, fully admitting, I was firing off some texts to one Kurt Keeley last night. It was not. Was, Just got the better of me. I was, I was uh, not happy in the fifth inning. That, I'm not a, I was I'm not like, he better be act- hurt.
2: He better be hurt, Kurt. I'm not proud of my actions last <laughs> night.
3: <sighs> oh. Uh, let's see there. Average Joe says, now that's he better. But think about that sentence you just I, said. I don't want him hurt. I, I, you know, right. <laughs> maybe I, let's hope that Skip just made a bad decision last night.
2: Well. It I, is entirely possible that for the second straight week on short rest and having it, walked five guys in two innings, he was out of gas.
3: You may have just said, I'm tired, Skip. The arm's not there.
2: Yeah, it's entirely possible that. Hopefully case. that's the, the, all it is. The good news is either way, whether he was out of gas or or something didn't feel right, he's got an extra day's rest this week. So
3: I know we said we're not going to discuss it, but we can talk about it. It's okay. It's so hard for Skip right now to know who to trust in that bullpen because yeah. One week, they're just lights out, outstanding, and then you can go to them two days later, and they just don't have it, and they get lit up. It's just nobody I has I think- found that consistency for him that he can just truly trust them. He sees flashes of several of them, but then you get last night where it, it just happens like that.
2: So I think somehow... Last night, this is specific to last night because I think Stanford can really hit. I think somehow uh, somebody was tipping pitches last night because two of the three – the three guys that hit home runs for Baylor had a combined one home run on the year between them. Right, right. And they were taking just massive cuts at the ball like they knew what was coming. It was it was like fishy, obvious. I was like, somebody's like, I don't know if they're picking up something Easton Carmichael's doing or if the pitch call device is going straight to their dugout, but I, I'm just speculating here. I think they were on to something last night with the cuts they were taking in the second half of the game. Well, I'll admit, I was thinking they might
3: get 10 runs in the series. And they were able to do that from the fifth inning on last night. Yeah.
2: So maybe you're Discouraging. To yeah, Discouraging. It was. It was. Well, uh, at least we got Jamie Hill going for us tonight, so that's good news. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> C- Cade Davis. Um, <laughs> Cade Davis out of the pen. <laughs> out of the pen. That's yeah. right.
3: Uh, Average Joe says, now that's funny. Ceiling tile. Definitely an SEC send-off message. Don't let the ceiling tile hit you on the way out.
2: <laughs> That's right. You wonder why we're leaving this conference. <laughs>
3: uh, don't know who my golfers were in the Masters, but who cares? Great talking to you, Toby and TJ. That's from Coach T. It was good to hear from you too, Coach. You got a couple of guys we never heard of before. Uh, nice music intro there. Charlie Crockett uh, is a breath of fresh air and harkens back to the time of Western Swing. Thank you. Mm uh dj and nicole did great last night plank better watch out he might lose his radio job
2: that's great to hear that nobody's taking plank's job but i love i love uh building a little depth in our bullpen teach right and uh dj sanchez she's she's been wanting to learn how to do play-by-play for a couple of years now chris has taken her under his wing and uh, got her first crack live last night. She's been doing some practice runs and stuff, even back to the fall. So very exciting. Very cool development. There's One more, s- and then we got to get a break.
3: Second vote, uh, Nicole Mendez. Excellent job on the broadcast, as usual, for softball last night. So,
2: All right, quick break. we got K.J. Kindler joining us live when we come back. They go flipping for a national championship next week in Fort Worth. Back after this.
0: The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
2: Fort Worth is on KJ's mind, that's for sure. The women's gymnastics team headed to Cowtown, where Thursday they will participate in the semifinals they get the night session, seven forty-five against Kentucky, UCLA, and Utah, top two there, and you go to the finals on Saturday. And we're joined now by the head coach pursuing yet another Natty, KJ Kindler. Hi, coach. Good morning.
4: Good morning.
2: How are you today?
4: I'm good. I'm good. We we good, just good. Uh, three days left. Three practices.
2: <laughs> three practices, and then and then you're off. I know you've talked about it a lot, but you haven't talked about it with me. So I'm going to take you back to last weekend. Holy cow, Coach! You get you gave us all a scare after the beam. What what did you say to the team there at the halfway point?
4: Oh, I, I didn't honestly. I didn't say anything. Once they were in a group, like they knew the task at hand. They're they're very well prepared for those moments, and they knew they had to be literally incredible. rest of the way um i I don't think anything i could have said would have um alleviated that pressure (laughs) and so even the last four on beam were really incredible um really amazing at the end of the meet though i did tell them like it was one of the the best sporting moments i've ever been a part of it (laughs) and i've been through another one last year at four words that was similar you know where (laughs) we we had to fight our way back so just knowing that this team has those guts, you know, and they're gritty like that—that's really, that's a really good sign.
2: That's like an extra. It's a different kind of pressure, though, right? Like if you're if you're going for the national championship and you got to rally from behind and all that kind of stuff—huge pressure. But if you would have been eliminated in the regional in your home arena. That would have been, you know, there's a a different pressure there. And, I mean, they just came up so clutch.
4: Yeah, they really did. And, yes, you're right. I always say every year as a coach and as an athlete, that meet, that final regional um, is the hardest meet of the year because, you know, your ultimate goal is to have a chance to contend for the national championship. And you can't do it unless you make that final eight and go to Fort Worth. So. Um, there's always that underlying, you know, everybody knows that, that the knowledge of it is there. Um, and we've been we've been super great, you know, in probably in the last decade in those meets. And so they expect to be there. And uh, when that happened, you know, and of course, it was two seniors. This is not this is not something that would have been expected. Mistakes do happen. You know, Olivia and Jenna have been clutch. Jenna hasn't fallen in two years on balance beam in a meet so that should tell you how unusual that moment was and unexpected and then what i loved is her team absolutely had her back olivia too she came right after jenna she's also a senior she also has ice in her veins all the time you know and so for those two to to have those mistakes that was really hard to swallow for both of them and and the team felt badly for them they just honestly i just really believe they wanted to have their back and, and make sure this you know, this um, mission continued on. So I'm always uh,
2: fascinated with the psychological side of, uh, especially college sports. You know, a guy misses a big free throw or drops a pass or whatever the case may be. You got to not, you know, you, you got to between the years coach him back up for the next game too. So when that happens to one of your athletes, how do you approach it for the next time? Yeah,
4: so we've been... Honestly, I think what you ha- what you have to do is um, we've been doing a lot of team beam. We've been doing a lot of partner beam in which um, they work together to to make it happen. We are doing that again today. Like it's very important that they they feel success in those moments again. So like a simulating a pressure situation there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So um, really like. I call it team beam, but it's basically competing beam in the order in which we competed or plan to compete it at the national championship, putting them in those situations, making sure, you know, that we have the right group of people out there and they've practiced that moment, you know, and and, and rewound it in their head in a successful way because um, balance beam is very heady. You know, there there's a lot of things that – it's long, first of all. It's a minute and a half long. I know that sounds crazy, but – in a minute and a half, there's a lot of things you can think about, right? Yeah. Um, and you have to be thinking about the right things. Um, when you vault, it's a split second. A split second. There's almost no time to think about what you're doing. So balancing can be very heady, very mental, as you mentioned, and um, we really just have to get them in a better spot. You know, what I what I tell Jenna is l- literally she hasn't made a mistake like that Um in, in so long, and, and the likelihood of it ever happening again is incredibly low. So, and she's trained really well. She came in with kind of a newfound motivation, as did Olivia. Um, I see them more focused than I've ever seen them. Um, they definitely, you know, they definitely are having a hard time, certainly, with having done that, but they're doing everything possible to make sure it doesn't happen again.
2: In your experience, is having a close call like that? could that be a good thing for you going into next weekend, having survived yeah. it?
4: Yeah, in my experience, we rebound from those moments, you know. And, and we've had many this season. We've had yep. many in seasons before, you know. You have a moment like that, and it, it really sharpens you. You know, you re, you really going, wow, I, you know, maybe I got complacent or maybe we just weren't, you know, on the ball that day. What do I need to do different to, to be sharper in those moments? And I think our whole team has – sharpened up in that way and and that that comes with practice every day and practicing with that kind of intention um and i think they're really doing that L- listen we we every year i say we want to be able to contend for a national championship we've had an incredible season we put ourselves in a great position but at the end of the day it's um who's hot that night and and how they handle and respond to everything that happens that night so um we're just doing the best we can to train for those moments. And I do think, like you said, I do think they will, will rebound. I do think that they are um, they're practicing with kind of a newfound motivation.
2: So when I saw the eight that qualified for Fort Worth, I immediately did a double take that Michigan wasn't there. Were you, were you shocked Michigan didn't make it?
4: I was very shocked. And, you know, we made it counting a fall. They were in a regional... Um, it, it here's how we kind of do the strength of regionals. We add up the rankings of all the teams in each regional and um, Denver was the highest ranked. In other words, it was the hardest regional. Mm-hmm. Ours was the second hardest. Um, so how the one seed gets the second hardest regional, I'm not sure, <laughs> but
2: <laughs> thanks a lot.
4: Uh, I know it's hard. And so they did have the hardest regional with Denver being at home, that's always. You know that's always something you you have to worry about. If you're a visiting team coming in, they compete well at home. They've been to nationals many times before and the final four. Um, so LSU tied Michigan, and a lot of gymnastics fans may not know this, but um, it, if you have a tie in a in a regional final, you count all six scores on every event. That's the tiebreaker, and LSU and Michigan were tied. Michigan had had two falls in the meet and that's where they lost. They lost in a tiebreaker, which is really heartbreaking, you know, and obviously that's, that's a team we lost to this year. They are very talented. Um, it's it's crazy that they won't be there, but 50% of this field is new this year from last year. That tells you the parity in our wow. sport. It's like outrageous. So, you know, where you had these eight teams last year, four new ones are are in the group this year. So this is um, it's a little bit of a crazy year. It's always hard when, you know, when you work so hard and you don't qualify. I definitely feel for Michigan. Um, It's a hard thing to handle.
2: I heard you on with Chris on my drive down to Waco yesterday, and the recommendation was that if there's a tie that coaches – should compete on an event head-to-head to break the tie, which I love that idea. What would be your event of choice current day, KJ Kendler, Not back current in college, day. but right now, if you had to compete in one event, what would you choose? Well, floor. Oh yeah,
4: I could probably stay on the floor. Yeah. Floor.
2: <laughs> you, you would. Can we still? Can you do a double backflip and all the kind of you know all that kind of stuff?
4: No, no, yeah. absolutely not.
2: I think you're being humble. I think you're being <laughs> I can humble. I
4: put a few cartwheels together, maybe a couple backwards. <laughs> That's it.
2: You would pick out great music, though, and the choreography would be unbelievable. So, yeah, hopefully it's like your...
4: could score on dance. Cause...
2: Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to predict who comes out of your session, but the other side of the bracket there, Denver, Florida, LSU, Cal, which two teams do you think comes out of that?
4: I'm saying Florida and Cal. Hmm. Um, that's Cal, Cal is so good on balance beam, and that's really a huge asset. And they end on balance beam. I just think it's their very best event. So I think that's definitely in their favor. Um, Florida, I think, has some start value, like a little bit of an edge on, on vault and floor. Um, but if Denver or LSU is hot, you just – you just don't know. I mean, I would, I think that they would have to be hot to, to qualify on, but my gut's saying Florida and Cal.
2: Okay, what do the next uh, three days look like for you as you try to get the team uh, mentally, physically ready to go down to Fort Worth?
4: Yeah, um, so we, we have three practices left. We're taking Easter off, Easter weekend, so I do want them to have you know, a good break in there, mental break, um, as well as some time with their families if they can fit it in. So, no Reese's that, peanut
2: good. butter eggs, girls. Okay, not yes. yet.
4: Yes, um, not yet. How about like in a week or so? Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we're just we're practicing really hard today and tomorrow, and and Monday will be a little bit lighter, and we'll get on the road on Tuesday. We have a practice in Fort Worth on Wednesday and compete Thursday. So it's all going to happen really fast.
2: Dickey's Arena on Thursday, Session 1 is at 145. That's Denver, Florida, LSU, and Cal. The Sooners are in Session 2 at 745 against Kentucky, UCLA, and Utah. Advance out of that, and then the finals uh, will be Saturday afternoon, 245, and they will uh, hand somebody a national championship trophy at the end of it. Coach, good luck. We're all pulling for you. Go down there and get it done again.
4: Thank you, Kobe.
2: See you, Coach. KJ Kindler. Just clutch. I mean, that was nerve-wracking. The first two fall off the beam. If another one falls, Katie barred the door. That's it. Sayonara. OU's not getting out of their own regional. And the next four just stuck it. And they went on and uh, won the thing and still alive. Stuck it. Quick. Quick break, 7.50. We'll be back.
3: This OU Coaches interview is brought to you by the Landers Auto Group of Norman. Landers Chevy at I-35 and Ed Noble Parkway. And Landers CDJR at 481 North Interstate Drive next to Walmart. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Oh, I paused there. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> you're, one, sorry, sorry. you're one contractor who does free inspections Free estimates serving the whole metro area Blanchard, Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, Piedmont Norman and Edmund areas South to Purcell and Noble They do it all Blackthunderroofing.com or call 405-473-8028 Yeah! Thank you This is normally where I read some text But uh, we're, we ran over So you want to get this caller in here He is He's not happy So he could ruin the direction of your day It's Ringo Oh yeah Ringo we'll would like to Ringo. discuss let's see some if we can uh, help baseball with you, yeah.
2: All right, uh, sure. Hi, Ringo. Okay, good Good morning. Hey, happy day. TGIF, right? Happy day, yeah, that's right. Happy Friday. Easter weekend. Right, so uh,
1: let's ruin this thing real quick. So um,
2: <laughs> some stuff from last night that I thought was terrible,
1: I thought that the some spots where in the fourth, I wasn't at the fourth or maybe the fifth, whenever uh, Spikerman leads off with the double uh-huh. and then gets picked at second, that was a big spot right. to me. If you put up another crooked number right there, you could bury those guys. Okay. Obviously, when we got the tying run at second, and then we go strikeout, strikeout, strikeout it was brutal. Uh, another question I would have: if we've moved Kel Davis to the bullpen, wouldn't last night have been a good spot to run him out there and see? Uh, it, I just, I just, there's just a lot of questions I got from that thing, and I feel like we're going to go two and four, maybe against the worst teams in the conference. And right now, there's a chance that we might be one of those worst teams in the conference. Uh yep. I know it's a rebuild. It just seems like we've let too many of these things slip away and man it's uh it's tough. The good thing is, hey, we care about OU baseball. That's that's positive. The bad thing is it's uh it's it's kind of butt cheeks right now, zero So all right, man. Great
3: weekend.
2: <laughs> See yeah. ya, Ringo. Thank what you. What do you say about butt cheeks?
3: Is that a, I don't know. He I've never heard that phrase before. Something with Charles Barkley in the soap. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, right, TJ? It, it, is, is, what it is. is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. That one that one stung last night. Um, hopefully we can play tonight, get back on the winning track, and get on a hot streak. We, You and I had both said four out of five in this stretch. That's still possible. Just got to win the next three. Beat ORU, lost last night, got to win the next three to get that four out of five we were hoping for, so. We'll see. Hopefully, Jamie Hill can deliver a big-time performance tonight. (laughs) Top of the hour break. It's 8 o'clock in Waco. It's 8 o'clock in Norman. We'll be back.